I mean, I think it's the closest I can get to actually feeling like travel right now. So that's <laughs> why I'm like, well, here's something I can do. That's true. We have to find it like feels things. like I've gone somewhere, and then I go down the aisles and I just read everything that's in like a different language and pretend like I'm somewhere else. That's the state of quarantine that I'm at right now. I think that that's a really positive thing to do because it's like you're traveling inside of well, your yeah. We should talk about own this. city. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibble here with Sarah X. Dylan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you. For finding us, as usual, a lot to talk about today. But first off, thanks to everybody who joins us here. Um, we do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, sometimes our episodes, we've had some that have gone up. We've had things that have come up to prevent that. Uh, that's what happened on Friday. But we are here. We are back. And uh, thank you. Yes, I'm sorry. We were, we, we were absolutely anticipating doing an episode on Friday. And then, and then life got in the way. But we are here. And I'm so happy to be here. And I've missed talking to you guys. And hi, Greg. Yes, hello. I'm enjoying the beard. It looks really good. Uh, it's getting shaved off today. Today, yeah, the beard's going, but yeah. it's all—it's getting cold outside. You should totally leave it on. No, here's the problem with the beard. I, it's it just um, for me, like, and I've been growing out now. It's been like I don't know, a week and a half, which is probably the longest I've had it for a while. It's it's got to go. It just makes me. It doesn't make put me in the right frame of mind. It makes me feel like I'm not doing anything, and I don't well, like you that like feeling. Every, like movie cliche where someone's just like sitting on the couch growing their beard out. Yeah. Yeah, See, I, I think that you need is... to shift your perspective because no, no, no. you are allowed to have a beard right now. Like nobody's telling you That's to fine. not have one. But I don't want it. I don't like the look of it. I don't like it. What not, look do you like? I, I'm not liking this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna shave it. Like all the way or like leave a little like stubbly? No, I'm gonna sh- no, I'm gonna shave the whole thing. Okay. Well I I just I don't think it's it's not working for me. And plus it's I forgot how itchy these things get. And god damn it's itchy. You are super lucky that you actually do get to grow a pretty decent beard, though, Greg. Um, you're squandering it. You're squandering, squandering. It. I'll grow it back out, but yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking this is just not gonna. This isn't the look that I'm cultivating here for where I'm going. Okay, well, I think it looks like more regal. Like you're like you know you're older and wiser. You see, I don't want to look older and wiser. That's <laughs> not. That's not as. I'm, I appreciate that, um, but uh, but yeah, I just uh, I just don't think they can. It can work. Somebody's saying do a before and after. Greg's a grown-up. There's no going back. Oh, you know what we should do? Starting to look do? like a scruffy hipster. Yeah. We should do like a um a live, like an Instagram live video while you shave it. I'm not going to shave. No. That would Nobody be amazing. To, nope. Then you could That's do like just... chops and then you could do like a, because you have to have it's a mustache. Not thick enough. It's not thick enough for that. It's thick I'd enough an... for a mustache. I'm looking no, at I'd your mustache No, I need like another couple right weeks now. before it would actually be like a full mustache. I could do a mustache. It's a pretty thick mustache right now. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I would think about that. I don't think I would do it live, though. I definitely, I definitely don't think live is the way that I would want to go about it. But I'll, I'll think about it. I think you should. I think you know what every you know, content is content, and I think it's, it would be hilarious to see you with like a little Tom Selleck mustache going on for a minute. There. I don't know if that's what I want to do though. If I'm trying, still doing like video hosting things for other people, I don't know if the porn stash Greg is really the Greg that I want to put out. there. I mean, what is there? Is there some like huge judgment that I'm not understanding about people with facial hair? Uh, for mustaches, yeah, it's a particular kind of person that can pull off a mustache. What kind of person pulls off a mustache? Because my dad had one all growing up, and he is a wonderful human being. There's, I mean, so you're saying that's that, oh, fine? Should I tell my dad that you think he's weird because he had a mustache? Yes, that's fine. Okay, uh, yeah, the hundred percent. But I mean, back in the seventies, eighties, I feel like that was a little bit different. You know, you could have that mustache and 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 it worked better. But there's just, you know, and no offense to anybody out there with a mustache. You know, if you can pull one off, you pull one off. I've never been the guy who could pull off the mustache. 
it just it just doesn't really. But I think it don't don't you remember when we had a show about this where we were talking about to mustache or not to mustache mm-hmm. and someone uh, superimposed somebody's mustache on your face and we then did. everyone agreed that it looked amazing. Yeah, but that was like the full on bushy like Tom Selleck one. I don't know if that's really... Uh, Mr. Jenke's suggesting that you should try the mustache that Michael Jordan did that one no, time. No, that's definitely not one what, you want What mustache do. was that one? What's the worst kind of mustache you could ever like have? Like the pencil-thin one on top of the lip? What's the worst kind of mustache you could ever try to pull off? I mean, I thought I just said it. That no one should ever have ever again. Oh. What's the worst kind of mustache you oh, could pick? Oh, no. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. That Why Jordan, did he do that? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's pictures out there. You can look it up. Michael that's Jordan not, mustache. That's that's not good. No, it was a poor choice. It was a poor <laughs> choice on his part. <laughs> Definitely not that one. Um, let's see. Taking a look here in the live chat. Oh, there's some different pictures of me with other people with beards. Uh, what is Greg up to now? I heard he has a shaving site. Not sure but if it's porn or You could do a, a fans only or only fans or whatever that is and just have you shaving. Uh, Greg? Uh, and only fans? Yeah. Is that what it is? Only fans? I, yeah. See, only fans, I think I... I haven't explored the OnlyFans thing too much uh, or at all, but I'm aware that people have them. Is that that's basically porn, right? Is I don't know if it's basically porn. I think that people can watch you, you know, do things. Do porn? No, or like shave your face. I'm assuming that that's something you could do. Like that would be something that you would set up. Like, see, there's a quality. I don't mustache. think you're. I don't think you're understanding how fucking bored everybody is. And if it's like somebody shaved, I I would watch that just because it would be something to do. Just like how I've been watching baseball because it's something to do. I'm not a I baseball mean, fan, but I've actually been into baseball. Yeah, baseball's been something to watch. Also, so by the way, baseball players have gotten a lot more attractive. Um, I'm just saying I mean, for anyone that is, that, that is attracted to uh, gentlemen baseball players. That sounds like you're disrespecting Kirby Puckett. That's all I'm saying. But all right. Who's Kirby you Puckett? You wouldn't get that. Okay. Um, <laughs> that'll be a... Is uh, he like that guy that you love who was the basketball player who was like the really short guy who could dunk? Is it another? Is Kirby he... Puckett was short, but you can be short in baseball. Okay, the height doesn't matter as much in baseball. Um, but no, I th- <laughs> it was more a looks reference. Uh, but anyway, going from that, like, so you think people would watch me shave? Like, that's the state that we've become in. I mean, why not? You don't have to charge money for it, but I mean, I think I do have would... to use a straight razor because I lost the charger to my electric razor, so I can't use. <gasps> have it. you ever used a straight razor? Yeah, that's what I use. Not like a straight razor. Oh, I was gonna say you don't. You Not and a straight the, uh, razor don't seem like they would. Go I'm well sorry. Together. More like a what? A uh, hand. I like a. What would you call that? It's not a like a Gillette kind of razor. Oh, like just a bic yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Okay. One of those kind of things. Okay. Yeah, I use the Dollar Shave Club. So. Yeah, not like a full-on like blade straight razor. I would be too terrified of that. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I you would be like have cuts no, all over your our face. buddy. Our buddy Gil at. Uh, at Southeast Barber. Oh, he does a lot of straight razors. He does. He's he's offered to do my, well, I mean, granted this was pre COVID, but I'm assuming they're still doing it because they're they're still open by the way. Um, They take all the precautions of everything, but he offered to have me come in and he was like, you should come in and get one one time. And I've never done it. I've always been like, it makes me nervous. Like I would trust, trust, you should trust somebody with their art. I would trust Gil, but I wouldn't trust you to not be twitchy. That's the thing. Yeah. I, I trust Gil a hundred percent because I know Gil, Gil's, Gil's not, you know, I trust him. He's not going to be doing that. But for anybody else that I don't know, 
having them with that giant razor right around my neck that you see in the movies, I don't think I could do it. I've just seen too many movies that end with the murder with that stuff. I've watched too many mafia movies. That's how they always get them. Well, see, but I've also seen that movies shot where that is where it's like where you are the dapperest of all the Dans when you get that straight razor because there's nothing like it where you just look all fancy and like it's just smooth to the touch and then you get the hot towel. Yeah, I mean, there is the hot towel aspect. I've just never gone in to do it. I think you should do it. I don't know. I mean, as you said, we have a very intelligent friend who does that for a living. Yeah, I, I still, it, it still makes me, un, still makes me nervous. I mean, and yeah, it's on me because I'm afraid I'm going to twitch because it's got to be super sharp. And all of a sudden I'm going to move like slightly and be like, ah, oh no, I nicked you up too late. They're probably used to dealing with mess. twitchy people. Um, are they though? I mean, not Probably your... somebody getting that isn't going to be a twitchy person. Not your level of twitchy. No, my level of twitchy is a specific kind yeah. that I feel like doesn't lend itself to very sharp razors around um, sensitive uh, veins. So I'll I'll think about that. Okay. But I don't know. The bottom line is I don't know if that's something like, is this where I should be going? Is like trying to see if people will uh, will pay to watch me shave? Hey, all I'm saying is when, you know, when you are a hustler and you have to do a bunch of, you know, when you do different jobs to kind uh-huh. of patchwork things together, I have been a paycheck patchworker for most of my adult life. Yeah, and so have I. And, yeah, and I mean, I've done, you can, anything that you can create that you could make money from, you know, that you're comfortable with. I mean, my God, remember when I was uh, with our friend Carrie, who has Magic Box vending machines, and I've, I've worked for her several times, where basically my job was to just stuff cat underwear into a bag for hours, remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm saying, like, shaving isn't that, if if people want to watch that and it gets you some attention and some accolades, I think that is part of it to COVID thing. first response, part of my shaving, my shaving money. I don't know. This whole thing just feels weird because then I have to advertise like, hey, I'm going to shave. People are going to watch it. And then here's some here's a cut of that. This just gets all weird. <laughs> I don't I don't know how comfortable I feel about this. I I will think about it. OK. What I would do for on camera. All right. Uh, I don't know. Um, all right. <laughs> I don't know where we go from there. Why don't we bring on our guests for today? Well, I think I want to know if, if Rick has grown any kind of like quarantine hair <sighs> at this point. He's always so well quaffed, though. Quaffed? Quaffed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Is quaff the right word? That's why I've always said, well, quaffed. 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 Okay. I think. All right. Well, now you're making me question it. I've always said that word. Quaffed, I feel like, is uh, when you have like the big, you know, pompadour. With the buffant? Yeah, like a buffant. Yeah. <laughs> right, like, uh, what would be the right term for that? Yeah, quaffed, I feel like, is a different thing. You know what? If you do your. Um, like whatever you do with the mustache thing, be it like selling it or doing an OnlyFans or whatever. I also, speaking of quaffs, I have my full Elsa costume. Remember I've told you that? Yeah. The wig is like the worst thing I have ever seen in my entire life. My, I sent my mom a picture of it and she could not stop like cackle laughing because it looks how it does in the cartoon, but cartoon hair rarely looks how, you know, human hair looks. <laughs> and it's, it's so bad it's like the biggest pompadour it is absolutely ridiculous looking I actually look like king george from um hamilton it's it's pretty crazy really looking. well i oh, would yeah. think that you would like that though oh i loved it but i think that um i don't know when i show my favorite little person it i don't know if i'm going to terrify her or if she's going to be excited to think that i'm actually also or like some weird eh, i feel like that could go either way i feel like it could too <laughs> all right let me pull right up here Oh. Uh, hello, Rick. 
Howdy. There we are. Howdy. Hi. How's it going, bud? Can Rick hear us? I don't think so, or else he's ignoring me. Oh. Hello. There he is. Can you hear us? Yep. Yay. How are you? I'm tired and grumpy. How are you? Uh, same. Hey, me too. Same. We're all just Excellent. kind of getting yeah. through it. <laughs> <laughs> that apparently seems to be a theme for a lot of people right Seriously, now. Seriously, I did wake up this morning and I'm like, all right, it's a brand new day. And then, you know, life comes like, oh, no, no. Here's a stick to beat you with. Yeah, I don't have any good reason. I mean, I don't have any reason that wasn't already here yesterday or last week. I have no idea. It's like, you know, I don't know why today is the day. It's, you know, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I think today I'm actually forcing myself to be perky because I've already had to deal with some like back and forth with some like unpleasant conversations. And I'm just like, I can't. I'm trying not to let things beat me down because it's so easy to like go into that dark place. I'm like, I'm just going to keep on trucking and keep trying to make it better. Yeah, I yeah, I broke my own rule against um against like spending time on the internet this morning. That was a mistake. <gasps> oh, yeah. Especially right now. I, I mean, any time is bad, but right now. Eesh. I'm like I've been really good about it for like months and months and I don't know why. I think I was kind of I think I was kind of tired this morning, and so I like I lacked like literally lacked like the energy like to have willpower. Oh yeah. It's like, well, I'll just see what's happening. And then, of course, you look up and it's like for like an hour and a half, you've been reading about how everything is fucked. And so, it's, you know, that was a mistake. I should not have done that. Yeah. See, you're lucky, too, because you don't have, you know, you don't do the social media. So at least that shit doesn't suck you in because you don't have to see like thousands of people, you know, or hundreds of people that you knew from one minute in your life or from high school turn into, you know, racist douchebags or like going, see their diatribes. Yeah, going totally berserk. Yeah. I just, yeah. So I, and I don't have any reason, like I have, in other words, I have no professional reason to be up on every single thing that's happened in the news in the last whatever. So, you know, um, you know, I don't yeah. have any, uh, I don't have any need to getting more than the bare minimum right now. So mm -hmm. I, it, there was no reason for me to do it. And I was like, I should have known better, but clearly I do not know better. So now I'm you know, just feeling cranky and nihilistic. So what are you going to do? That's when you yeah. sit down with like a good book or something to, to try and brainwash yourself to. I was it. just literally before you guys, before I was, I was waiting for you guys to log me into I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick up a good book. So I was literally reading and already feeling better about everything. So, you know, anyway, it always it does help. It it truly does. I have always have my audiobook that I'm listening to and I always have like a physical book that I read before I go to sleep at night because I cannot I cannot look at my phone before I go to bed or else I'll just never be able to shut my brain off. No, that's that's my thing too, is I've gotten I did I started I mean not to be I don't wanna be like, you know, I'm way better than everybody else or whatever, but just like as a self preservation thing, like about a year and a half ago, I started making rules for myself about my phone and that like I don't look at it, you know, for like half an hour before bed. I don't uh, if I get up in the morning and I, you know when I get my phone in the morning, I can only pick up my – the only reason I can use my phone for the first hour I'm awake is to either put on a book or to put on music, and that's it. Wow. That is some discipline that I do not have currently. And should maybe follow. I that could probably help a little bit. definitely don't have that. Because, I mean, yeah. I'm, I guess with that the, the previous employer that I was at, like I had to wake up and then just instantly get going and I had to read everything that was going on, which does add to a lot of anxiety, I will say. Um yeah having to follow all that news all the time no matter no, what I, if i look up if i pick up my phone in the morning to put on music or something and there's um like if i see that there's texts or emails i'm like well that's great they'll be there in an hour 
the you know i'm not gonna you know whatever i'm not gonna look at them now because it's not gonna change the only the only exception to that is if i look and if i've got a bunch of missed calls then obviously something's happened or whatever but that almost never happens so no that that has that made it's like a small change but it made a lot of difference just being like for the, an hour before and like an hour before an hour after you know bed just, uh, fuck it like it, whatever whatever has happened has already happened so i'm not gonna you know here's Here's how out of touch I am. I'm sorry. I should let you start the show. I'm just. Oh no, that's no. Fine. We're just. This is the show. Joining <laughs> us now, Rick Emerson. Yeah. Um, Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello, um, sunshine and rainbows. Here's, here's how out of touch I am, actually, which is sort of nice. It's kind of nice to get a reminder of like how disconnected from the. And when I say the news, I mean like disconnected from just the online roar of you know everything. The worst thing ever just happened and somebody, you know, the, I heard a great phrase this week though actually, which everybody else has probably already has probably already heard. Um there's this journalist named uh Matt Taibbi who used to write for Rolling Stone and he's written a whole bunch of books and anyway, he but he has this like once a week um podcast that I listen to and anyway, whatever. But it's he he said this thing, he said every day he said, every day somebody is famous on Twitter and your goal should be not to be that person, <laughs> which is a great phrase. That's a great yeah. way to describe it. But so again, so he does this show and it's like him and this uh, woman named Katie Halper and they do one episode a week. So I listened to it and at the top of the show, they literally said, well, you know, everybody knows what the biggest story is. So, uh, you know, we'll do that last because, uh, you know, it's going to take a long time to talk about. Everybody knows what we're discussing. You no need to no need to describe it. Everyone knows. And I was listening. I was like, I have no fucking idea what the story <laughs> is. Like, I had no clue. I, I was and for the next 29 minutes or whatever, how long they got to it, I was in my brain. I was like, what is this biggest story ever? I was like, can I try and, and guess? Because I don't know. I don't I also don't follow the news. Oh, should I? Yeah, not? but I mean, if it's it's. Nothing's going to be good that you're going to guess, I'm going to assume. Oh, I thought it might have been like the Zoom masturbator guy. It was No, it was totally that. It was oh, totally oh. different too. Man. That's the last thing that I, because I, I too, I don't pay attention to the news. Greg is like a newsaholic. He knows everything that's going on all the time. But that's the last big story that I remember hearing because like all the jokes about the, uh, about that. Okay. So I'm sorry. That was my one story that I have heard in the past yeah. like couple weeks. I, yeah, the whole time. And so I literally didn't know it until... Friday night at like 1130 p.m. or whatever, whenever I listen to that. And it's like, and, and the whole time it was, but it was sort of nice actually to realize like, I have no idea what this story is and that's kind of great. So, you know. It is refreshing, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I, and, well, and that you know, one's not like, a, I mean, that one's gross, but it's, it's not like, a, I, I thought you were going to go, there's some horrible ones that are out there. This one, this guy's just a moron. And although I will say the images of the reactions of his coworkers are pretty great. I see in that some of those out I, there. <laughs> I I do have to say that I I exercised a little bit of self control and I did not because then you know of course the urge is like immediately to go online and read everything you can about it. But I'm like, well, what? I think I know the base. There's really nothing else to know about that story. Like, there's got very few no. moving parts, so to speak. Like, it's uh, you know, like the story is pretty self explanatory. So I didn't know that there were reaction uh, reaction shots. I do like that that story. I feel bad even talking about this because. You know, that guy, you know, I'm it says somebody said, I'm sure he just wants to shoot himself into the sun at this point. But I mean, it's I do like the fact that they were, quote, role playing something when it happened, which sort of just adds like an extra layer of pseudo kink to the whole thing. Yeah, because they were role playing like a Supreme Court, you know, uh, interview or case or what it was. They were they were role playing something to do with like a, a press conference about the Supreme Court nomination. 
I and had so, no idea about that. I didn't that. know that part oh, either. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, it was, so it was a bunch of people who work for the New Yorker, including this guy, Evan Osnos, who's a reporter that I like a lot. And it's anyway, but, and you know, and, and Jeffrey Tubin's like a legal correspondent and whatever. And so I, they were role-playing, I believe they were role-playing like a press conference and like how, something like this, how they were going to handle like the news when it came out about the confirmation or something. Right? They were doing some sort of role-play that involved the Supreme Court nominee. And and so just the fact that it was like, da 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 you know, the incident and then role play <laughs> just sort of like made it like this weird, like legal kink, sort of like a like it was an ultra niche fetish that I was not previously aware of or whatever. So anyway, I'm I was thinking uh, of lack of self-control. I mean, why can't you just wait a few minutes? I, I just don't understand why why that was so necessary to do at that particular moment. I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I, I mean, think that's a question a lot of people are asking. I, like... You know, <laughs> I, I'm I mean. See, and now I'm just doing it. I'm now I'm just being that thing I was avoiding all week. I'm just some yeah. other jackass just going like, hey, how about that guy that was whacking it on camera? Right. <laughs> but it's I mean, I'm I'm sure that this will all it's hard to tell, actually, how this is all going to sort of pan out. I, yeah. I feel like um, did I have we talked about this book? I probably mentioned this before. This guy, John Ronson, he, who I he's a, I'm, I'm a big fan of John Ronson. Um, he so he's a British guy who looks just like Todd the Corpse uh, work oven. Oh, um, he does. He does. Looks just like him. But he's a, he's a British journalist. He's really funny and really smart. And he writes great books. Um, but he did this great book called So You've Been Publicly Shamed. I um, don't think I've ever even heard of this. It's a really great book. I mean, he's Oh, funny, he wrote The Many Scared also... Goats, too. Okay. Yeah, right. he wrote The Many Scared Goats. He wrote The Psychopath Test, which is a really great, disturbing book. But it's um, his audiobooks are good, too, because he narrates them. And he's got this fantastic sort of like wide-eyed so being british and looking the way he does he can get away without asking a lot of weird questions because he just <laughs> sort of pretends like he doesn't know what's going on he just sort of acts like he's clueless and so people tell him you know whatever um but yeah so you've been publicly shamed is this book and it's it has its moments of sort of humor but it's it's he profiles i think five people who you know fucked up in some big public internet way you know where like that's now the thing that they're known for and it's a, but he does this thing of, of like, not only giving the backstory, but then finding out like, whatever happened to them and like, where were they a year later and what happened to them five years later? And did this thing follow them around for the rest? Like, do you remember that woman? Uh, I almost don't even want to say her name because one of the points of the book is that she'd been trying to outrun it. But this woman, Justine, who she was like flying to Africa or something on a plane, she's taking a business trip to Africa. And she made this, she made this really like, she was trying to make like a sort of like, you know, edgy, like South Park style joke. And she made this joke about AIDS and on Twitter. And it was. Yes, like, I do remember this. Yeah. Yeah. And by the time she landed, like by the time she landed on the plane or by the time the plane landed, she had already like the joke had already gone viral and she'd already been fired and she didn't know it. Yeah. She had no idea she had gone Internet. Like I don't remember this. When did that happen? Uh, it was a few years ago. Yeah. Because she posted well, before she took off and then had no Internet service for like 12 hours or whatever. And lands, and she was Jesus. infamous on Twitter yeah, during that and, time, and had. No and the idea. whole thing is, like everybody in the world except for her mm -hmm. knew that she was like fucked. Oh and so, shit! I just saw what she wrote. Be, that is uh, not good. What I remember, there were what? countdowns on on the internet too. Of she's going to be landing gonna in land? three hours. She's going to be landing in two hours, and people are just waiting for her to see. Yeah, it. and it was she like had the no OJ idea. chase. It was a whole thing of people watching, waiting to see what would happen. Like when you think about it, it's insane. I mean. 
obviously, as she has said, she's like, it was a bad attempt at edgy humor, shouldn't have done it, bad idea, whatever. And she, you know, apologized. She's like, that was a fucked up thing to do. And I, you know, I shouldn't try to be funny online and whatever. That only works if you literally are Eric Cartman. Um, but when you think about it, it's like an insanely fucked up thing that like the entire world was like, giddily, me too, probably, was giddily watching to see like, we're gonna like, it's, I mean, it was like watching this social snuff film, like in real time. And when you think back on it, you're just like, humans are fucked up. And I'm not excluding myself from that. Yeah. I'm sure that mm-hmm. I was watching like everybody else. Cause uh, I was, I was following along waiting to see what it's would not happen. a real person. It's just a person on Twitter, Yeah, you know? And, but he does this, but anyway, I, he, in this book, he actually tracks her down and finally convinces her to talk. And, and she explains like, cause that's the thing that nobody ever covers. It's like, you never hear about like, well, what happened? What was your life like 18 months later? And you know what happened the next time you tried to get a job, mm-hmm. and it's a he I think does that with four or five people who inadvertently stumbled into Twitter or online infamy, and he sort of discusses the fallout and like what is your life like after that. It's a it's a really good book. It's called So You've Been Publicly Shamed, and he's said he is funny because he's British, so it's sort of it's unavoidable. <laughs> but it's but he also doesn't you know he also treats it seriously and he has like a genuine curiosity about like you know what is your you know what what does this do and you know what is the what's the you know what is the aftermath of this because that's the that's the thing that the internet is really bad at covering is is the aftermath of its own sort of power that's true because Um, it just kind of chews people up and then you're right and then like and then the next day they're all gone but their reputation online and everything is already destroyed and infamous forever yeah yeah Yeah. i uh you know, I, I know that there's a documentary out about, uh, I have not seen it yet, although I, I read I read this article about that woman um, who, again, we all know by this one, it's funny that Twitter has just like, everybody now in our heads has like a one sentence description that is the totality of who they are. So we all know about <laughs> Rachel Dolezal, you know, the... Yeah, there, and, there's you know, a documentary out about her. Um, right and now. also, do you know that she has um, a cameo? Where you can pay like thirty seven dollars and she will she will send you a personal message. That's one See, of the people that I was surprised about. Uh, yeah, well, it's like because well, but I guess the thing is like because what else is she going to do for a living? I mean, literally, like where? Which is you know when you say that it sort of sounds funny, but then it's like literally imagine her trying going and interviewing for a job. Like who's going to hire her? Because imagine imagine what the internet would say about any place that would hire her, right? If oh, you yeah. hire her, then you're, you know, you're a hideous racist because you employed her. And it's so it then it just becomes this whole thing. So the, I read a great article a while back about, you know, I feel like I'm just turning in uh, uh, this show suddenly become, I don't know, like we become like an encounter group and I'm all serious or whatever. But I it's <laughs> oh, it's there's this, but there's this there's this phrase that they use that I think gets people use that gets misconstrued where they say that, you know, you know, well, it really humanizes this person. You know, we'll say, well, you know, when they interviewed her or him, you know, it really humanizes them. And humanize doesn't mean that you make somebody look great. It just means, it literally means you just show that like there's multiple facets to them. Could be right. bad, could be good. Mm-hmm. It's not just it, one it just quick that, like, tweet of somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You're literally just showing that like they are an actual person with an actual life and here's what it looks like. And it, kind of gives some background to like here's her life before and here's the moment and here's the life afterward which again on twitter or the i use twitter as a shorthand for the internet but that's all you see is like this one frame from this movie that is this person's life and it kind of showed it gave a bigger sense of like her life and before after and it was a lot of stuff that obviously i think no one knew and it i don't know it was a really uh 
I don't know, it was one of those things that really sort of, you know, it was an illustration of just how quickly, you know, one, I mean, not that it was like a one day mistake she made or whatever, right. but it was, you know, mm -hmm. but, it's, but that's the only thing anybody knew about her at all, period. Yeah. And the rest of her life is sort of, you know, it, it, I mean, it does put everything in a different light when you know the rest of her life. It's true. Although with her, I mean, that's some, particularly some of the things that she did just passing herself off as, as this completely different person. And I, yeah, I guess, I mean, I can see some of it with her, but uh, definitely like then, then the, the Twitter joke, you know, it's almost like a different level of it because it's one thing of like doing it for a, for a lifetime. And another thing, Versus posting like one ex, quick like thing on Twitter. One really stupid thing. One really stupid well, and, thing. And as I think she, you know, I think either she says this or John Ronson says this about that, about that woman, you know, made the joke, you know, when the age joke or whatever, you know, I think his point was, I think, I think he summed it up by saying, you know, like in a weird way, her crime was kind of not being funny enough. Right. Yeah. Because we've all seen comedians or again, I use South Park as the example. Right. Where if the joke lands, like if the joke works, then it's fine. It's yeah. like, but, but if it misfires, that's yeah. the danger of comedy sometimes is if the joke doesn't work, then it's like a disaster. If the joke, you know, if, if something is funny enough, then it almost, you can kind of say almost anything if you're funny enough. But the thing is, as the level of, uh, I don't know, as the subject matter gets darker, more serious, mm -hmm. the humor required to like, to scale that peak gets yeah. like, it goes up exponentially. You know, it's like, uh, it's like an evil can evil thing where it's like the distance you have to be able to leap gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Otherwise you are going to be fucked when you land. Right. So it's, uh, <laughs> well, that's, that's a great book. So even, even like the, the top, top comedians have to worry about that, let alone just somebody. On oh, Twitter, we've cause... seen so many comedians fall with just like one ill place. Ill time. Ill -worded, Ill yeah. Yet. Joke. I, I have started watching just for everybody at home. If you haven't watched the series um, uh, and my next guest needs no introduction, the, the David Letterman series on Netflix, his series of interviews. He's got a new. Oh, is that good? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Like some of them are just. I know who most of the people are that he interviews, but some of them were people I was unaware of before, and just with really interesting stories. And it's all people he finds interesting. So mm -hmm. there's some really great ones in there, but he just put out four new ones that I think two were recorded pre quarantine, two after. It's clear they were aiming for a whole season and then just kind of had to call it off, but they're, they're good ones. And one of them is, um, uh, with Dave Chappelle and it's going mm. out to Dave Chappelle's. He's got this property in Ohio where he's built a stage and he's been having shows for this local area where he grew up, where they come out to his field and they all space out. It's where he had that comedy special that kind of went. It's where he did the 846. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It's where he did that. And apparently he's been doing them during this whole time. Just huh. hasn't been getting a ton of attention because it's just for his, for his community, but David Letterman went out there to that one, but he's, it, it's a really interesting interview. Just Chappelle talking about his decision on what he talks about and pushing the boundaries on things. And some of the flack that he's gotten for some of his specials and stuff. He said, he's like, look, it's, it's up to you to interpret what I say. I have to say it, but I know it's a risky thing that I'm doing and the stress does get to you. And I'm paraphrasing, you know, he says it really eloquently, right. but, um, but yeah, he's just talking about the stress of it. And he's like, like, look, there's some great rewards because I'm rich, you know, and I'm famous and I've got all that. But there's also all the, the risks that comes with it. But then he's like, I just have to do it anyway, though. I have to do I have to say what I have to say. Mm -hmm. But that's well, yeah, because it's and and that's like the I, top that, one, you know, yeah. it's like, like the top comedian maybe ever. Or, 
whatever. And it's, you know, it's that thing that we've talked about a lot, which is the, you know, when he says like, I've got to say it, it's like part of it is like, you know, that, you know, it's, it's that, you know, if it doesn't, if he doesn't say it, it's going to bug him forever. But also there's that thing that like, if you, if you start, if you're somebody like Dave Chappelle or whomever, you know, if you start editing yourself, that's that thing we've talked about a million times where like you guys can see, like, I know that Sarah calls me out on this sometimes. She's like, I can see you pausing. You got to say whatever you were going to say, you know, because you can tell when I start to self edit. And it's that's a, I mean, imagine if Dave Chappelle just came out and went, like, you know, like, dogs and cats are different because, blah, like, we'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Or if he was like talking about airplane food or some shit, we'd be like, what are you, who are you? You know, it's like, that's, because, that's funny. I mean, because, it, and I don't want to spoil this because I want everybody to go see the interview, but he addresses exactly what you just said. Like, if okay. he started editing himself, He's like, it wouldn't be as genuine. He's like, I even right. if there's fuck ups in there and it's sad or whatever, it's like, it's it's just got to be there. It's got to be there. Well, that's even like with our podcast, and I mean, even you know when we all did the radio show together, like we rarely edited, like and we still rarely edit yeah. unless like someone says like, something. Tech issues or something. Yeah, tech but... issues or something, you know, unimportant. But it's I feel like it's most important to be real and at least because you, you can tell when someone's like faking it like we're not a scripted show like we never have been and i don't think like yeah. you've ever done anything really well, scripted you know and i you know there's been a lot of um i don't know i think a lot of media discussion especially since the pandemic started about um you know about podcasting and how you know just it was kind of huge before and it's become even more you know it's just become such an in in uh uh you know an indispensable part of the media landscape or whatever and and there's been a lot of discussion about why that is, but it's, I think part of it is that, I don't know. I mean, one of the reasons that podcasting I think has been so successful and has resonated why it's immediately eclipsed most of the sort of traditional media is it underscores how, um, how much we just for the longest time accepted the idea that no one you saw or heard in the media was ever really saying what they thought you know, or believed, right? That was just understood. If you mm -hmm. saw somebody on television or even, you know, in the new, you know, on the radio for the most part, you just, you just automatically assumed that what you were getting was some edited down facade, you know, you, you just assumed that you were not getting the real thing, you know, the real person. Um, and, and it was really bracing, I think, for a lot of people when they started to hear stuff that was genuinely honest and unfiltered and it's you can just tell you can just it's what's like what's her name says in almost famous sometimes that you know the truth just sounds different mm -hmm. and you know and it's not always pleasant and sometimes it's rough or you know offensive or you know or whatever or just unpolished but it's i you know i it's hard to i think what we've learned is that people appreciate the genuine article you know because it's because you still just don't get that in most traditional media, which I think is a lesson traditional media just continues to not learn. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. By the way, yeah. just just one one sort of side note. I'm I'm only like a sporadic listener to to Joe Rogan because it's it it's like a topic oriented thing. Because oh it's yeah, like, he's like a, just, he's a lot. I mean, it's it's one of the where it's like if there's a good guest or you know if I'm if somebody says hey this episode is really interesting then I'll listen to it he's not a guy where I can just listen to every episode because if he's like, there's only so much I can hear him talking about mixed martial arts or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, that's just a, you <laughs> he's know, so that's roidy. A... I know. And I know that, you know, people love him, but he just always seems just so aggro and like beat faced and just, ah! yeah. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm glad he's out there doing what he does. You know, he obviously doesn't need my support one way or the other, you know, it, when, you know, so there are times when it's really great. There are times when I'm like, you know, not my thing. Catch you next time. Um, but I was like looking and, 
this is one of those things I almost, I don't even know that I'm going to be able to listen to this because just thinking about it, it's sort of like staring at the sun a little bit. Like I saw that his latest thing, it's like, it's him. It's three hours of him and Kanye West. And I'm just like, I can't even imagine. Right. Like That's good or bad. I don't even know. It's like, even thinking about it makes my brain kind of shut down a little bit. Yeah. That's no, a, that's I mean, a lot. That's too. That would be too much for. That's it's, a lot. That's a just, lot of ego in one room. <laughs> well, and also just, I mean, I don't. I mean, I know that Kanye West is it. I. I here's the thing. I wish we could skip ahead twenty years to where there's going to be like a serious, like, big analysis and assessment of Kanye West and what the fuck he's all about. Because I know that from day to day and month to month, think about how many cycles we've gone through with Kanye West. Think about how many different characterizations of him we've had in the last 15 years. He was like this up and coming, you know, producer and rapper. And then, you know, but it was like, he's never going to be like, I remember Jay-Z famously was like, you should stick to producing and writing because you're never going to be a hit. You know, you're never going to be a famous performer because right. you know, you're, you know, because he was like wearing pink, you know, polo shirts and shit. And it's like carrying a teddy bear. And Jay-Z's like, you know, you're not going to be able to find an audience. And then he was suddenly the biggest fucking thing in the world. And then he did that 808s and Heartbreak album, mm-hmm. which is still, oh, yeah. which is still a brilliant. I mean, I still listen to that and just, it's amazing. It is. I mean, yeah, he's, and, he's a brilliant artist. And, th- you know, but, but then think about like how many, I mean, talk about a guy with facets. Think about how many like different I mean, it's like a multiple personality disorder thing, but like one at a time over over 20 years, right? It's just, I mean, it's hard to even know. And it says something about him that, like, I, I mean, it's amazing in a weird way, especially we were just talking about people being canceled and shamed and sent off to live in the corner for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. He never gets any less famous, no matter what he does. Yeah, because he always finds something else to well, he do has the next or level say of, yeah, or yeah, whatever. that puts him out there again. And then there's – it is, he is an interesting – That's the thing. We, when it comes to like society, a celebrity, he is yeah. an interesting one of all of them. He actually – David Letterman interviewed him too in really? one of the – yeah, it was one of the earlier seasons. Um, and it was kind of fascinating because they're, they're usually like 45 minutes or something long. Yeah. And they go back to, you know, wherever their hometown is and talk about them growing up and – Get into all was that it like pre quarantine? This was yeah. This was all pre quarantine. Oh, okay. Yeah. This yeah. was. I think it was a couple of years ago. Um, it's just yeah. It's yeah. a weird. It's you know he's one of those guys that just I mean for whatever reason there's something there that you know because I think a lot of people were like when he started getting on the. I mean, this is how disconnected I am. I don't even know if he's still on the Trump train now because isn't he running for president or some shit himself? He, isn't that he the deal? Yeah, he tried to. I think he might be on the ballot. I don't know. I kind of I kind of stopped following it after a while. The last thing I saw was a bunch of um, I don't know Kim Kardashian shit about like uh, and sorry not shit, but I, I guess he was having like mental issues and was saying a whole bunch of weird shit. And then I don't know exactly what happened with that because I, I kind of steer clear from those articles at this point yeah i i know that there was like i saw him in like a maga hat or something and and then i think a lot of people were like well this is it this will be the moment he gets getting he's he'll never be heard from again and then clearly that just did not like he's just impervious like he just like there's just you know it, he's just teflon there's just he'll just stay <laughs> on the radar as long as he's alive somehow and it's a weird i mean good for him i guess but it's just a strange thing how certain people we just cannot you know they just li- i mean they just can't be, you know, right. once they're famous, they're just famous forever. And yeah, it's a strange thing how certain people are like that. Sphere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, as I always say, it's like the John Bon Jovi effect. Like, John Bon Jovi never gets any less famous, ever, you know? 
you know, or Woody Harrelson. He's just famous even if he doesn't fucking do anything. Yeah, not doing anything, yeah. 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 So, anyway. <laughs> well, Rick, before you came on, we were having a, a ample discussion about facial hair to kind of redirect the entire thing going on. Yes. So. I, no I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. I've, yeah, so Greg is. Uh, I've. This is the first time I haven't had to shave in a while, but now I feel weird about it. Yeah, well, I wanted to inquire to you. Have you, because I've known you for a billion years now. We've talked about this. Have mm -hmm. you ever, have you done anything? Have you ever grown a beard or a mustache or anything like during this time or any time? Because I am fine. I know you, I know you used to have long hair, but I don't think I've ever seen you with any kind of facial uh, hair. Well, so it's funny you say that actually, because I, I'm, I was actually all self-conscious until, until you logged on. I was all self-conscious because I actually didn't shave before I came on today. And so I was just like, oh, I look, I look all bedraggled. And what? I don't think you can really tell, but it's. Um, I got you beat on that. Yeah. Uh, it, so I had, there was like this one. In fact, I don't know. I think it might've been right before you started working uh, at KOTK. Sir. So it might've been right before we met. I went through this period where I was, um, it was like right as I was getting, I was, I had like cut my hair. Like I had like, I had this terrible like page boy thing. It was like, like here was like a Matthew sweet <laughs> sort of a thing. Um, I was getting ready to like cut my hair and short, but I couldn't do it all at once. It was like, I couldn't bring myself to quite do it. And so I was cutting it. It was like Greg's length basically. And, and, and I was thinking, I was kind of preparing to cut my hair short. And so I did have this, well, so I basically had what Greg had where I had like the, you know, like the beard mustache thing here for like, I don't know, a few weeks. And it was just like, a. I decided it. the weird thing about it was, is that even then, like the, my facial hair would uh, come in like gray and the rest of it was not. And so it just looked, it made it look like I was dyeing my hair, which is weird. So, <laughs> so that was like one brief period of time where I was experimenting with the beard, but you know, but I kind of even then knew I wasn't a beard guy. Wait, so no. I, now that I'm thinking back, I think maybe when I first met you, you might've had some sort of soul patch mustache I did not have a soul patch. Let's going, be very clear going around. This. Did you have like some sort of, maybe some well, sort I had, of thing? I mean, I had the sort of whatever you, the, not a. Uh, the chin thing. The Van, the Van Dyke. Where That's it was like what the, it is. Yeah, yeah, not a soul patch, Van Dyke. Yeah. Yes. And it was just because I was thinking, well, you know, because my plan was to have that and then have the short hair. But then I kind of figured, but A, I just didn't, I realized it wasn't like a beard, like a facial hair guy. And also it was just so much work to maintain without fucking it up. <laughs> that was my thing. Like, like just doing like, you know, it's like doing your eyebrows or some shit. It's like, I just don't like every day. I was just like, is this the day that it's like slanted and nobody tells me, or it's like, you right. know, I, I sneeze. And then, then it's like, I have to shave the whole thing off. And it, it was just so much fucking work. I don't like shaving, but at least with shaving, you know, you just know you got to like, I mean, shaving's pretty, you know, you shave until it's gone, done. You don't have to worry about anything <laughs> straight or whatever. Got to make sure those sideburns are, e are even, though. Well, that's true. But, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but the sideburns, but having the Van Dyke is like a sideburn right in the middle of your face. So if it's crooked, it's way more obvious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is a lot of pressure to actually, like, manicure it and, like, have yeah. something. Yeah, have so, something. So, Rick, in your opinion, do you think that Greg should keep the stubble or do you think that he should keep doing the clean shaven thing? Well, uh, so my question is, yeah, I can't really tell. Because the other reason that I would, that, the other reason that Ike would never be able to do that is because, again, I don't have confidence in my own aesthetic sense. And so it's right. like, like the, like my thing is like the, like where, how do you do the jawline? In other words, like, yeah. where do you, where do you start? Cause you don't want to have the neck beard. Right. But right. it's like, but no. where do you, where's the line? See, and that's, I always did it like underneath, like rounding, rounding around the cheekbone, I guess if that, or I mean, excuse me, the jawbone. So I let it go all the way underneath the jawbone. Then that's where I make the line. 
but that also I don't know if that's right or not. Like that's just See, how I've always done it because it's, it's like an then easy, you look like that guy from the Backstreet Boys. Oh yeah, that yeah. chin strap guy. Oh, I did that once. I, I experimented quite a bit uh, in college in my early twenties with various different kinds of beers. I did have the Backstreet Boy one though. I had that for a little bit. It was not a a good era for me, but I had it for probably a month. I had that. Where oh, it was and all, you said like, before it was out. it was not ironic, correct? No. It was no, just like, okay. oh, yeah, I could grow that. And so I, <laughs> I did it because I could, not because I should. Yeah. See, and... I feel like the, the trying to figure out the neckline or where you, you know, where you, where you, you know, start trimming, like when you have the beard or whatever, I feel like that's the facial hair equivalent of, I mean, we all knew, we all knew the girl in high school who did not know about blending makeup. And so you would just have <gasps> the makeup girl. line that ended started. right here. Yeah. And it was like, even I was like, sister, you got to blend, you know, and then you down the neck or whatever. But it's like, it would just be the mask, you know? Oh, I know. Because when I was in, oh my God, so help me God. It was like a ninth grade. And my mom's best friend was like one of those weird, like she would always have like Tupperware parties or, you know, like yeah. different kinds of make, like, and makeup parties. And my mom would, uh, uh, they had kids the same age that my sister and I were. And so we would go over for them. My mom would let us buy like one thing of makeup. So I got this bottle of foundation because I didn't understand blending and mm-hmm. so i thought if i got something tanner than my pasty face then i would look tan and oh my god i have pictures of myself yeah looking like i'm wearing like an orange mask because i had no idea what blending was but i would just look at myself and be like look at how pretty and tan i am and i was right. just, like shiny and pockmarked and just it was horrible it was so i was that girl at least until i learned how to slightly do better makeup and realize that it should actually you know match your human skin tone yeah it did yeah, not and work it's, for you me. know, and yeah, and, and that's stuff you can only learn by. I mean, again, it's like as a you know, my the all my bad hair and bad clothing has been well documented in photos, like everywhere. So it's like it's, I, I know from what I speak, but it, yeah, it's like you have to learn by by doing most of the time. Well, the only reason I can do my eyeliner is because Sarah showed me how to do it. Oh yeah, um, got to make those eyes you, pop. Yeah, you would just <laughs> and you'd be like, okay, and you go like, and then you do this, and then you like smear it with your finger, and it's the only reason. Otherwise, I would just be. I mean, I guess with the internet, maybe you can sort of like teach yourself how to do it or whatever mm-hmm. now. But it's like, I don't. But yeah, so that's with the beard. I so it's like I bought a while back. I bought this like a whatever, like a, it was a thing to do my sideburns and you know and my nose hair. But it's like, a, but it's like <laughs> a personal trimmer, and it came with like nineteen different beard guards of varying lengths yeah. and whatever. And I'm like, I can't even. I don't even know what all these are for. I mean, it just, that underscores how, like how many ways there are to fuck it up, right? The fact that there's 17 different, different sizes of beard trimmer. That's a lot of options, which means there's a lot of ways to could go wrong. And that there's no right answer for what your own personal facial hair is supposed to look like. Cause if there was, there'd just be one, one attachment, right? Yeah. So, cause you don't want to be George Michael in the faith era. Cause that only works if you're him basically. Yeah. There's very few people that can pull that off. You have to have a I mean, really... I think it works for Greg, though. I mean, I, I feel like it works. I feel like you should just shave it all off and, like, maybe keep the mustache for a little bit and just be like... See, mm. I am not a mustache guy. <laughs> no. That yes. I know. And I've talked about this on the show before. I tried the mu- just the mustache, and I was really? relentlessly um, made fun of to where I shaved, I shaved it, like, I think the next day. Well, when I is... I mean... Up. Okay. It just did. I not. think you should do a Sam Elliott. Other than maybe kind of for like thing. a courage show or something, then I'll they'll do that. But well, I mean. that's that's what I was just gonna say. Is like, I mean, I don't I don't mean any disrespect to anybody, but I mean, maybe I mean I was gonna say it's a generational thing, but I think it's been more than one generation now. Where I feel like 
in a generalized sense, at least in North America, I feel like if you see a white man with just the mustache, in other words, no other facial hair, just the mustache, the odds are 88% that he's either a cop, yep. Burt Reynolds, or, you know, or like, I don't know, in like a Village People tribute band or something, right? Like, I mean, that's a, like, in other words, like, that's like, I feel like there was a thing like in the gay community for a while where there was a very, you know, there were, you know, there was a lot of different looks, obviously, in a lot of different communities, but there was like, it's, I mean, it's very, it's very telling that like, at least, I don't know, I think that um, there was like this certain brand of very like overt, um, overt, like muscular masculinity that became very popular in the gay community at a certain point and then revived, especially in the 70s and 80s. And the big Ned Flanders mustache was part of that. Oh, like yeah. that's the Freddie Mercury thing, right? Like when I was, what's weird is when I was in high school, Freddie Mercury would come out on stage like, you know, early on in Queen. He had like, first of all, they're called Queen. He has long flowing hair and like jewelry and nail polish. Gorgeous. And we were like, and we totally were like, he's just another straight guy. And then as soon as he cut his hair and had a mustache, we're like, he's gay, which is weird. So, right. but I mean, but I think that that's like, it is, it's no longer a thing that just like the average guy in the street has just the mustache. Yeah, you know, that's a well. I mean, there's Take the ironic back. hipster side of it. There are those. There are people who have. Oh yeah, I did it a mustache a long time ago. It was not good. I'm like, Stop but I think that to make goes the with the Burt Reynolds thing, right? I mean, I think that goes. Yeah, like if you have that, that you're trying to be a Smokey and the Bandit sort right. of. Right, you can pull that off. <laughs> See, and I feel yeah. like Greg has that. I feel like you could do that. Like you have enough Smokey of like and the Bandit. Yeah, I think you have Burt like Reynolds? enough girth. on I your... mean, I appreciate your confidence in me. Yes. Um, I just want you to have confidence in yourself. <laughs> I don't with the mustache. That part, I just, it, it doesn't, I don't feel like it looks like that. I think I give off a different vibe for me I, I think, with the mustache. I mean, I think right now. Unless I'm like on stage, like in, like I said, in Courage or something. But that's like. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's, that's not me. into the whole that. Yeah. Because then it's like you are consciously evoking a certain kind of guy from a certain kind of era. Mm -hmm. Um. But exactly. I mean, I feel like, especially in Portland, I feel like if you are, I mean, I think the rules change like once you're 65 or whatever, because again, then you can be Sam Elliott or, you know, William oh, H. Yeah, Macy or whatever. True. But it, but I think if you're like a, you know, if you're, a, if you're a guy in Portland under 65 and you have a mustache, I think people will assume that you are trying to evoke some specific kind of archetype. Like you're trying to be a 70s, you know, ironic porn star guy, or you're trying to be, you know, Reynolds or you're trying to be you know whatever I think that there's people will read a lot of things into just having a mustache yeah. having a beard can be just be having a beard and having a mustache people will impose a meaning on that that's true because one of our good friends named Ryan always has a mustache and he is one of the yeah Ryan can pull it off though. yeah because he's one of like the silliest funniest people I've ever met and he just it just like is natural on him like if yeah. he, when he there, doesn't have there it, it are people weird. that can pull it off yeah but he also is like on the kookier side um, who's the guy that Nick Offerman played on? Um, oh, Ron Swanson, Parks and Rec. Ron, yes, uh, I mean, yeah. didn't he just have the mustache? Yeah, he sure did. See, and so that, <laughs> but there's a reason, right? There's yeah. a reason why that character only has a mustache, not the beard. Oh yeah, Ron Swanson can pull that off. That makes sense if if you're that. But also, Ron Swanson is a guy who would only have a mustache. That's a, you know, that's a. I think there's a very specific. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's okay. Here's the thing I was thinking about the other day. Speaking of, of hair, I've, I've been thinking a lot about this lately, actually. So I don't understand. Maybe you guys know the answer to this. There was a period in our in our in our nation's history where most guys, most men, and I mean like grown men, most men had long hair, right? 
Look at Ben Franklin, long hair, mm. you know? It's like, there was a period when most people in this country, most men had long hair, and then you go to like 1950, they all have short hair, and if you had long hair, you know, you were like a, you know, a beatnik or like you were gonna cause trouble or, you know, you had to be taken out back and beaten or something. And so what, when did that change? Like when, how is it that like everybody who founded the country had long hair, but then by 1950, if you had long hair, you know, you were like a red or just, or whatever, you know, you were just like, you couldn't, you just, it was not, you were not allowed to do it. Huh. I have no idea, but I wonder if it has something to do with World War II where everybody's in the military and they had to get their hair cut off. And like, you, you couldn't have long hair so maybe that just became like part of the culture between like maybe. World War One, World War Two, hmm. stuff like that. Because you couldn't I mean, grow, it's a, and maybe more proliferation of barbers. I don't know. See, I that's know. my. That was well. That literally, I was just like, well, is this like a marketing push? Like, honestly, like, would like was did the you know was there a big push to make short hair and clean cut the norm because because. Honestly, you know, whoever, you know, barbers and people who make razors and hair accessories and whatever, they was like a big push to do that because they can make, I mean, because I mean, let's be honest, well, because women, I mean, women know about this, the media for, you know, at least a century and a half has manufactured cosmetic problems that they can then sell women the solution to. Right? Oh, yeah, I'm a Here's sucker. the thing, it's uh -huh. not really a problem, but we're going to make it a problem so we can sell you the thing to fix it. And so I wonder if that was the thing with long hair and beards. It was like, no, 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 we're gonna make those the sign that, you know, I don't know, that you're gay or can't be trusted or whatever, you know, that you're like, you know, you're like an insurrectionist. And so therefore, you know, the sign, you know, so then we're gonna make short hair and clean cut the norm because then it's a market we can sell to. It's also like, uh, so like in uh, like the Mormon church, you know, the Mormon church, like there's no long hair there's no beards there's no like you know you got to look like don draper if you're going to be you know like an upstanding except except then if you look at like brigham young you know or joseph smith or whatever long hair oh, beards, yeah. the fucking lot of them yeah and so it's a weird where did that change thing. there's somewhere in there <laughs> i like it we need to get a historian on the show a hair historian and i just explain. like these are the questions that keep me up at night because there's really no way, there's no easy answer. Like there's no, I can't, there's no, you can't even really Google for some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. It's just, I don't know why my brain generates things that can't be answered. That is so interesting. So I'm looking in there, a bunch of articles, your brain isn't alone. It's cut talking about five beauty areas worth studying in quarantine while you're passing the time. <laughs> so you can figure out why certain fashions and things. So maybe it'll have that answer for you. All right, well, let's do as some research why, on that. I know, I, I'm we'll actually have, kind uh, of interested as well. We'll have an answer. I will yeah. say, now just as, a, yeah. as just a final note, it doesn't always work. So when I, in this, I am barely old enough to remember this, that it's weird to believe, it's weird to think that this product existed and I'm sure it still does maybe in some small way, but you know, the, I don't even want to say this, but I, now I have to, because again, <laughs> yeah, if I don't, then Sarah will point it out. Because <laughs> um, you know, there was speaking of like manufacturing problems, they sell the answer to, you know, there was this whole push in the late seventies through the mid eighties. How do I put this? Um, well, okay, there's, a, there's only one way to put it. There was this big push, including Calvin Klein, I think, did this in the up to the mid 80s, where they were, they tried to sell men on the idea of, there is no other phrase for this, they tried to sell men on the idea of crotch cologne. Really? Seriously? Yeah, Calvin Klein, I think, actually sold, I believe it was actually called Below the Belt, and it was a a, a cologne for dudes for your area mm -hmm. that you would, as opposed to just fucking bathing or, you know, whatever, just accepting that like, you know, huh. you don't smell like a flower because you're not a flower. 
And it was, but there was like a whole thing there where they were trying to sell this to men and it didn't work. But I mean, but so it's not like it's outside the realm of possibility that industries start creating new ideas for, you know, for, you know, for like personal appearance and whatever, just so they can then sell you the thing to meet that need. Well, I mean, that's like the whole premise behind uh, that Rodan and Fields kind of, or whatever that, that, that makeup brand is. Cause I know, um, so basically what this is, Rick, it's like some, um, high end, like pyramid marketing scheme thing where like, you know, it's like super expensive makeup and they'll sell you, you know, like the products to sell to other people. And the more you sell, the oh, more like, money you make like unique or whatever. Exactly like yeah. that. And I, I know people from college who are doing that and it's that same kind of thing. Like they will sell something and then every month it's like, you cannot believe this new product. I cannot believe I've lived without this for so long. I have never looked so young and beautiful. And then, you know, then they sell the shit out of that. And then the next one's like, oh my gosh, well this last one, it was not as great as this thing that you need to buy for $300 right now oh, yeah. and it's going to change your life and it's just ridiculous because it is it absolutely works and that's how it is especially for women of a certain age like myself I see you know people are just snatching that shit up because you're just like well I need to get the well, newest it is and the best new thing. Tupperware I mean it really is the new you know the that new is Mary the new Kay lady yeah it is yeah it totally is the new Mary Kay thing where it it's, is you know, and it's no, and I, I hear from people that I haven't talked to in, in years, and they're just like, hey, how you doing? Do you have a minute to talk about this new oh, adventure? God, it... It's so gross. It's so gross. I, uh, okay, there's the last thing I'll say, because I can, we're probably way over time or whatever. But I, yeah. I, I, one of my very earliest memories is out of, when I was a kid, is like, I was like five or six or whatever, and my parents and I were out, I don't know if my younger brother had been born then or not, but we were out having pizza or whatever. We're sitting there having pizza and blah, blah, blah. And then like this couple, Marv and Phyllis, um, they walk over and like they knew my parents and they're like, oh, haven't seen you forever. It's so great to blah, blah, blah. And it was like, you got to come over for a beer. And, you know, my parents are like, well, it's seven o'clock. We got to get home. We got things to do. And, and I remember this Marv guy going, one beer. Come on over for one beer. Oh. And the next thing I know, I'm sitting at Marv and Phyllis's house and they had an Atari or whatever to keep me occupied. And then we ended up going home and it was like 11 p.m. by the time we got home. And as I found out later, they just like pulled my parents over there and then like got them in a corner and yelled at them about Amway for like. Three oh, hours. God, the oh, Amway. So awkward. Yeah. So beware people that you have not seen for a long time suddenly embracing you. And <laughs> to talk to you. No, I know. Because sometimes you think it's going to be for a wholesome reason. It never really is. How are you doing financially? Yeah. Oh God. Can I tell you? I mean, this isn't just a this isn't a job. It's an opportunity. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. That's a great way to start it off. Everybody's got a crutch. Everybody needs cologne. Am I right? Two things together. Oh, I love this. Rick Thank Emerson. You. I needed it. See, Thank I feel you. like I'm in a much better mood than I was at the beginning. So that helps. Me yeah. too, actually. Yeah. yeah. This always. Well. See, sometimes when we're just like, oh, you know, shit is hot, awful and it sucks. Like, and whenever like we choose to, you know, we end up going through and doing the show. Like, I never regret it. So thank you for being a part of of making my day better both of well you. i'm and glad to have like i said I, I feel because you know but like i don't know like before before we came on i was just like oh, I'm just <laughs> i don't want to but of course as you said it's like yes i know i feel i actually feel much much better so good well yeah stay off the they internet and, and keep reading yeah the good don't books. go online no fuck that yeah <laughs> all right and thank you everybody right, for tuning you, in to Send us an email, funemploymentradio gmail.com. I realize I started talking about something at the very beginning of the show, and we never even got to that, so we'll do that tomorrow. That's okay. my fault. No, I, oh, no. I actually forgot yeah. during the entire thing. But I think we got sidetracked by, you know, facial hair talk. Facial hair so. talk. <laughs> Mustaches and crotch clone. That's the name of this episode. Oh, um, yeah. that's a... <laughs> Rick <laughs> Emerson, thank you. See y'all. See you Thanks, later. Rick. Thanks, everybody, right, for tuning in. Thank you, in. everybody. We love you. Um, also, just something of note. 
Wednesday. Oh, wait, really quick. For yep. anybody who's a live subscriber, um, we yeah. brought up Todd Workman uh -huh, earlier in yes. the show. Todd has a new episode, him and him and the crew of Portland at the Movies. Oh, where awesome. Where if you are a subscriber to, or a, excuse me, not subscriber, a member of the Supporters Club, you'll get to listen to that uh, live right here on this live stream, and I'll have it on repeat so everybody can tune in. Cool, so it's coming on right after this? Yep, and then you get to hear it a day early because they're awesome. Very cool. So that's coming on right after this. Uh, that is it. Awesome. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We are very grateful for all yes. of you. Oh, by the way, it's a Halloween-themed one, too. It's a movie that was filmed here. Was it um, Halloween Town? Or no. Was it? It's a different one. Oh. You'll have to listen to it. All right. Out. I will listen to it. All right. Out. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow <laughs> with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot com. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye. Bye.